what are the circumstances that require a Thanksgiving offering? And why do we have three matzahs on Pesach at the Passover Seder? These questions come together in an analysis on Rashi in Parsha's Tzav, in the portion of Tzav. Rashi in, in the Parsha quotes the verse, Im yakrivenu, if for a toda, for a thanksgiving, thanksgiving offering, one is bringing his offering, and the interprets, if he's bringing it as an act of thanksgiving for a miracle that was done to him, like, for instance, somebody who goes to sea, somebody who goes through the desert, somebody who's imprisoned in a jail, or a sick person who has been healed, they all need to say to give thanks. As the first says, they should thank, provide thank, thanksgiving to Hashem for His kindness and for His wonders to people. They should bring toda thanksgiving offerings. As Rashi, if for one of these, He brought these shlamims, this this uh, this offering, this peace offering, then then they are offerings of thanksgiving, and they require the breads that are talked about in the verse. They're not they're eaten in one day and night, as opposed to a regular shlamim in two days and a night, as is here expressed. That's what Rashi says. The Rebbe asks six questions on this. He says first of all, taida means thanksgiving. Why would you assume that it's only thanksgiving for a miracle? Thanksgiving should be even not for a miracle, for regular things that happen. Even if Rashi has some reason to imply that the only situation that you're going to have to bring Thanksgiving is for a miracle, who says only for these four specific ones and not other cases? In Shuti, even though the, the verse in Tehillim mentions these, three, these four, it would seem in the simple meaning of the verse at least that that's just examples. But it's possible that there's other examples, there's other cases as well. Even if for some reason Rashi feels that only these four need to bring a Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving offering, why does Rashi feel the need to mention them here and specifically to, and to list all four of them? Why doesn't he just say like this one, etc. If Rashi is bringing them, why does he add afterwards that if for one of these he's bringing his offering, then then they are offerings of thanksgiving. That's what the verse said. If he's bringing a thanksgiving offering. What's Rashi adding? Finally, Rashi brings these four examples, right? What is the order Rashi brings them in? Rashi says first those who go to sea, then those who go through the desert, then somebody who's in prison, and then somebody who's sick. There's two different orders that are brought elsewhere. The verse in Tehillim, the Rashi's quoting in Psalms, when the verse specifies the four examples, it says first somebody who went through the desert, then somebody who went to prison, then who was sick, and then who went to sea. In the Gemara, when it quotes them, it says it in a different order. Somebody went to sea, then the desert, then sick, then prison. And Taisus over there asks, why does the Gemara say in a different order than the verse in Tehillim? And he explains, the commentaries explain, that the 
Pasuk, the verse is mentioning them in order of which is most dangerous. Then the desert is the most dangerous. The sea is the least. The verse, the Gemara is mentioning which is most common. It was most common for fishermen to be going to sea and then to go through the desert, then to be sick, then to go to prison. Rashi doesn't use either of those. Not the way, not the order of what's most common and not the order of what's most dangerous. So why is Rashi making up his own order? And finally, Rashi says, Chayla, somebody who was sick, who became healed, and he says that one as an individual, Lashin Yachid, in the singular, right? Why does, he, why does he change and say only that one in the singular, where the other three are in plural? And in the Gemara, it does say two plural, going to sea and going through the, through the desert, and two singular, going to prison and being sick. And that makes sense because usually when you go to the sea and when you go to a, a, a fisherman going to or people going in boats to sea sailors or people going through the desert would do it with a group. Whereas somebody going to prison or somebody being sick would be on their own. But Rashi says prison also in the plural and only the case of a patient of somebody who is sick, he switches to the singular. What's the reason for all of that? So the Rebbe explains as follows. In many of these examples that it's talking about in Parsha Sav in this week's Torah portion are things that it already talked about in the previous portion. And yet it repeats them. It says, This is the teachings of the Ola, etc. Because it's going to add more details. The question Rashi has, the primary question, is the case of Shlamim. It says, these are the teachings of Shlamim, but it doesn't add any, any new laws that it didn't talk about in the case of the peace offering of the Shlamim in last week's Parsha. So why does it repeat it again? Why does it say, So Rashi is explaining that what is it talking about? It's talking about one specific element of carbon Shlamim, of the Shlamim offering, which is the Taita, the Thanksgiving offering. And that's what it says. Zayis Taidas Ashlamim. This is the teaching of the Shlamim. Which Shlamim? The Taida ones that it, that you're bringing for it as a, as a thanksgiving for a miracle. Then there's additional rules that it's specifying. How does he know that that's what it means? From the verse that he quotes here, Imal Taida Yakri Venu. If for a thanksgiving offering he's bringing it, he uses the term Yakri Venu. He's bringing it. What do you mean he's bringing it? He should say Yakri Vaisi. He will bring the the, the offering. He says Yakri Venu. He's bringing it. The it that we talked about already in the last parsha, the Shlamim. In other words, Zayis Tehras Shlamim. This is the teaching of Shlamim. This is the teachings related to Shlamim is specific to the Thanksgiving offerings that are being brought. That's the primary question Rashi is addressing. But by the way, he wants to also inform you to answer a side question that you might have asked. What's the side question? Really, a person should be giving thanks to Hashem every single day on every single thing that happens. There's constantly things that are being done. Every single thing that happens to us is reason to give thanks to Hashem, to show gratitude. So if that's the case, theoretically, a taida, an offering, should be thanksgiving for everything that's constantly happening to a person. The one question then Rashi has is if that was the case, it would mean that every single Jew every single day or even several times a day would have to bring a toda offering, would have to bring a Thanksgiving offering. Now that's impossible. That's just too much. That couldn't possibly have happened. 
Maybe you could say that once a year you would bring a Thanksgiving offering to make up for all the gratitude you need to give. If that was the case, it would need to specify it clearly in the Torah. So if that's the case, Rashi says, it must be that when could when are you bringing a Thanksgiving offering? Not for everything you need to give thanks for, that's too much. You're going to bring a Thanksgiving offering only for miracles. But if that's the case, that would still be a question. Why? Because when the Jews were in the desert, they had multiple miracles happening to them every day. They were being protected by the clouds of glory. They were receiving the manna. They had the miraculous water, etc., etc. So if that's the case, it would still mean that in the desert, at least, every single one of the 600,000 plus Jews were bringing a, a Toda offering, were bringing a Thanksgiving offering every single day. And again, that's impossible. That's just logistically impossible. So therefore, Rashi says, you have to say that there's only specific miracles that you'll bring the Toda offering, you'll bring the Thanksgiving offering for. Which ones? Well, if that's the case, even though in the simple meaning of the text it doesn't tell you this, but since we know from the simple meaning of the text itself, there must be a limitation on which types of miracles you bring the, the Thanksgiving offering for. If that's the case, then it makes sense to follow the verse in Tehillim. That when the verse in Tehillim mentions four specific ones, it's not just giving an example, but it's saying you only bring a Thanksgiving offering for these particular miracles and no others. Right? And Rashi has to specify them, because if you just just relied on the fact that it says in the verse they brought thanksgiving offerings that it only says in the case of the patients and even if he says etc that would only be the cases that are mentioned afterwards so therefore he has to specify no all four of these are the only cases when you'll bring a thanksgiving offering now if that's the case then it makes sense the order that he brings as well when the Torah is specifying to the Jewish people that you should bring a Thanksgiving offering, what types of things will it mention first? It makes sense to mention things that they've personally experienced already. And that personal experience will make them more re relatable to understand the situations in which they'll have to bring a Thanksgiving offering. So therefore, when the Jews are being told about the obligation to bring a Thanksgiving offering, what does it mention? It mentions the things that they personally experienced. First of all, those who go through the sea, they went through the, the Yamsuf, they went through the Sea of Reeds. Then those who go through the desert, they themselves went through the desert. And then it was decreed upon them that they would have to stay in the desert, which is similar to being imprisoned. They're not able to go to their desired location, to Israel immediately. So that it mentions being in prison. Only after it mentions all those three things that happened to them personally, and in all three of those cases, it says it in the plural, because it relates to all of the Jewish people. After that, he adds, and also a patient, because that's something they haven't personally personally experienced. So an individual who is a patient who's sick and then is healed, he'll also have to give a Thanksgiving offering. He'll also have to bring a carbon tithe. Now, obviously, they weren't personally actually obligated to bring a Thanksgiving offering at that time because God, they were there under God's protection, so there was no actual danger. But nonetheless, they had personally experienced the examples that would in the future be the situations when you'd be obligated to bring a Thanksgiving offering. If that's the case, the Rebbe asks one last question, though. If that's the case, why don't we say that the Exodus itself, going out of Egypt, was like getting out of prison? And therefore, that should have been the first example, not only when they're being stuck in the desert, not able to go into Israel, but going out of Egypt itself, that should have been the first example. So he says, no, that wouldn't fit 
the example of Chavush Beves HaAsurim. Rashi doesn't just say imprisoned. He says imprisoned in a prison, in a jail. Now, when the Jewish people were in Mitzrayim or in Egypt, they were in two of Eretz Mitzrayim. They were in the best place in Egypt. They were in Goshen. Now, practically speaking, they had gotten, they, had, they, they were enslaved there. They were forced to work. But that's an additional element. In terms of the space they were in, the space wasn't a prison. The space was a beautiful place. And if that's the case, the space wouldn't fit the requirements of, being, of, of bringing a, a Thanksgiving offering. And therefore, it's mentioned the third, not the first. Then the Rebbe asks for one second. He asks from a different rule. The Alter Rebbe quotes in Shulchan Aruch in his Code of Jewish Law that the custom is to make to have three matzahs at the Seder and the three matzahs are made of a measurement of an isaron, a tenth of an ephah of flour, to remind us of the fact that the lachme taita, the breads of the of the Thanksgiving offering, were also made three to an isaron, that by that same measure, and this way the matzahs will remind us that we're go that we went out of prison, we went out of Egypt like somebody who's going who went out of prison. So he asks if that's the case. On the one hand, the Alter Rebbe is referring to it as going out of prison. On the other hand, um. The, the, the Alter Rebbe also quotes a rule that we don't say Mizmer Lesaida, we don't even mention the, the, the psalm that talks about Thanksgiving offerings on Pesach because it was brought with chametz and therefore we won't even mention a Toda on Pesach. If that's the case, how could he say that we're, bring, that we're actually having the three matzahs as a memory to a Toda if we won't even recite the psalm because we're worried about mentioning a Toda, mentioning a Thanksgiving offering which was brought from chametz on Pesach. So how do you reconcile those two things? The Rebbe explains that there's actually two different uh, approaches in the reason in the reason given of relating the matzahs to the Thanksgiving offering, the Mordechai and the Rush. The Rush says that we have three matzos. Why do we have three matzos? Because we need two full matzahs to make Lecha Mishnah, to make the blessing over the bread, and we need a third one to be broken to remind us of the bread of poverty. So that's why we have three matzahs. And by the way, we make the amount out of three isaron, out of three out of one isaron, to remind us of the breads of the Toda. The, the Mordechai, on the other end, another one of the commentaries, says the reason for the three matzos is because we went out of Egypt, and therefore, we that's like going out of prison. We need to bring a Thanksgiving offering. And with the Thanksgiving offering, there were four types of bread brought. One was matzah, three were chametz. So we bring the, sorry, one was chametz, three were matzah. So therefore, we bring three matzah. We have three matzahs to remind us of the three kinds that that were made out of matzah. Says the Rebbe, if that's the case, you have two different approaches. The Mordechai seems to be saying that the reason for the matzah is because of the Thanksgiving offering. However, the Alter Rebbe rules like the Rush. The reason for the three matzahs is, is, is a different reason. It's in order to fulfill the technical requirements. The, I, it hints, the amount that we use also hints 
to the taita, to the thanksgiving offering. If that's the case, says the Rebbe, then it makes sense. We're not saying that going out of Egypt was literally like going out of prison. Of course, it wasn't literally like going out of prison, as we said before from Rashi. Rashi isn't quoting that first, he's quoting it third, which highlights the fact that it's not that going out of Egypt wasn't actually going out of prison. Nonetheless, we're, the Alter Rebbe is quoting like the Rush that we're still using the idea, the concept of going out of imprisonment as a reminder to remind us of the amount of matzah, the amount of, of flour that's used in making the matzahs, because it's still a reminder of the idea of going out of imprisonment, even though it doesn't technically fit the bill of a Beisa Isurim, of being a place of, of jail, because the actual space in Egypt was actually a positive space. Based on that, the Rebbe says a beautiful lesson. As long as a Jew is found in Egypt, in Shibud Mitzrayim, in the exile, in the, in the yoke of Egypt, even if he's in a wonderful place, even if he's not actually in a basis for him, he's not actually in a prison, right? And therefore it can't be technically compared. Nonetheless, it still is a reminder of that type of imprisonment. Why? Because when a Jew is in Gullus, when a Jew is in exile, when a Jew, we don't have a complete revelation of godliness, even if everything is wonderful, we're in the best of exile, we're enjoying all kinds of practical, physical well-being, physical good, nonetheless, it's still like we're in prison, it's still like we're, we're suffering the ultimate darkness because of the darkness of exile itself. And therefore, that only underscores how deeply there has to be. Every single day, we wait for the coming of Mashiach to take us out of this spiritual prison and out of this physical prison to lead us to the redemption with the coming of Mashiach immediately.